On the Sale Control Podcast, we look into the latest tech news and businesses, looking for any unique insights or unmet opportunities. This episode was recorded on October 31st, 2021. Our topic for today, Q3 earnings. Hot take or hit the brakes. So Johnny, time for hot takes or hit the brakes. Rapid fire debate game where we'll cover a litany of topics all related to a central theme. If we agree, we keep it moving. If we disagree, hit the break. Let's get into it. So today's topic for hot take or hit the break is Q3 earnings. Johnny, in the past few weeks, plenty of big tech companies have announced their earnings, and now we're going to get into it. Hot take or hit the break, Intel. So Intel, EPS, 1.17 beating 1.11 expectations. Revenue, 18.9 billion, but failed. 18.27 18.27 billion expectations. Intel stock has dropped 7% over the past month. So, Johnny, Pat Gilsinger, the CEO of Intel, has said that his job is to win back the hearts of Apple. <laughs> but, Johnny, hot take or hit the brakes, it's all over for the esteemed, legendary company that is Intel. <laughs> uh, although, Tim Cook and TSMC and Apple are running straight to the bank on that uh, i think uh, intel is far from over intel okay. has a strong future ahead of it it has lost the mobile i will give it that i live in Fe- a realistic future, world you say future yeah, future you say. future Fe- okay yes, as, yes. as in f- like fu after this point in time as, yes as an fut okay okay all right all right all right, Fe- future. All right yes okay, keep going. yes well they could also have a future but uh we have yet to see one so intel Intel, listen, the mobile chip train has run away. Apple's right. not coming back. They never went back to the IPM. Uh, they're not coming back to Intel. They've been they've had over ten years of building chips for for their phones, and now it's on their their computers and everything. That that's it. That's that's over. But but here's the thing, Michael. You have an iPhone, yes. Okay. But, and and the, the the value of your iPhone isn't in the device itself. It's in its ability to connect and interact with the rest of the world. All those apps you download and interact with, whether it's Facebook Messenger or Instagram and all these awesome apps, as much as people like to think it's cloud computing and it's all up in the clouds, it's actually not. It's, It's underground. It's in data centers. And that's where the money is at. And that is where Intel's future is at. Your smartphone needs to interact with those data centers. And that is where Intel's strength will continue to play out. Okay. Okay, John. I can hear that. I, I can hear that you say that we're not seeing the full iceberg. We're only seeing the tip. Here's the problem I have with that. Intel's entire business model. I'm gonna go after the whole business model of this company is flawed. Intel is one of the last holdouts that's still trying to both design and manufacture its chips, and it's not good at either. For designing, is Intel better than ARM? Is Intel better than Nvidia? Is Intel better than Samsung? For manufacturing, again. Is Intel better than Samsung? Is it better than TSMC? They are so far behind and yet so stubbornly sticking to this old antiquated model that only them and Texas Instruments try to keep up of both we have to do everything and fabricate that they just sunk $20 billion into two factories or two fabs in Arizona when TSMC is coming over to the United States for the first time, and they're going, hey, three, this is going to build five nanometer chipsets. Look over at Intel. Where's your five nanometer chipsets? Johnny, next company, Meta. 
Its EPS was 3.22 over 3.18 expectations. Revenue, however, failed to meet expectations, 29.01 billion versus 29.52 billion. However, after dipping a little bit, its stock basically stayed flat this entire week. It also changed its name this week. So Johnny, hot take for Meta. Meta's been warning people in its uh, earnings calls for the past year of the Apple's ads challenges that are affecting it and other companies across the industry. Johnny, hot take or hit the break? Apple is hiding behind people's fears of privacy when it's actually flexing monopoly power. Mm, hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Apple just owns the most popular phone in the world. And if you own a platform, you're the winner. You are the guardrail on which the trains run. And you can choose which train not to run on your guardrail. And in this case, Apple's choosing privacy. That sounds great, if not for the fact that Apple has been massively ramping up hiring on its advertising department. Hiring heads of ads, heads of product, and heads of everything else as they massively invest in the advertising space. So at the same time, they cripple other advertisers on the platform while they ramp up their own. How is, how is that not a market manipulation? Okay. But <clears throat> you see, Michael, in order for you to flex market manipulation, you have to have okay. results, okay? Uh -huh. In the same way that AWS probably doesn't even think about GCP when it wakes up in the morning, <laughs> despite GCP <laughs> investing billions in dollars and bringing that guy from Oracle for improving their sales, AWS uh -huh. wakes up in the morning and does not think about GCP. Facebook and Google do not wake up in the morning. Actually, yes. no, it drinks some Whole Foods brands coffee. <laughs> yes. And so these advertising... These advertising giants that are, oh, right, the company formerly known as Facebook and Alphabet do not wake up and threat are worried about uh, Apple. All right, still talking about, uh, I'm just going to refer to them as Facebook. Facebook, they're investing heavily in video. They believe that this is their future. But Michael, I think... Yeah, TikTok does a much better job than Facebook, and Facebook cannot compete with TikTok on video. It's not going to happen. Hit the break on this one. Uh -huh. All right. So, Johnny, I would also provide that Clubhouse does a much better job at audio than Facebook. <laughs> that, uh, Snapchat does a, that Snapchat does a much better job at... Whatever the heck Snapchat was originally built for that we can't say on this show than Facebook. And you know that even, even there are probably companies that do certain things better than Facebook. But when we talk about TikTok on this particular case, TikTok is uh -huh. a place where you go build a brand. But when you have a brand, where do you monetize that? Instagram. They may be better at video now, but long term, they're just another company that brings more people into the metaverse. Yes, Snapchat was copied. Matter of fact, you know, there's that running joke that, that Snapchat is the R&D of Facebook. But I will say this, the Snapchat, we saw Facebook consistently outmaneuver and uh, Snapchat, take their ideas and run with them better. And at the end of the day, it's all about execution. Everyone has ideas, but how you execute matters. In this case, Facebook outmaneuvers Snapchat. We have yet to see Facebook outmaneuver TikTok. TikTok continues to dominate, right? If there had been one thing, one piece of data we could have seen over the past year, 
where Facebook was able to overtake or Reels was supposed to become popular? Yes. And I'll argue this point to, to, to your second point. TikTok is a better place for people to be discovered. But once you're discovered, you're not even exclusive to Instagram. Instagram just becomes one other avenue. People are on YouTube, people are searching merch, people are on Patreon. There's also an entire multiverse of social media apps for you to use to reach your audience wherever they are. So yes, but TikTok. But there's always more people that have yet to be discovered in this world and are already discovered and popular and have that fame and, and money that uh, they all chase. Yes, okay, and my last point on Facebook. Michael, we've reached peak Facebook. This is something I noticed with Snap, but I also noticed with Facebook, and this is something you alluded to earlier. They're not, Facebook particularly, is not growing as fast as analysts are expecting, and it's actually making less money per user as analysts are expecting. So we have reached peak Facebook, and hence this whole rename, and the next part is to go and conquer the meta mountain. Which is still a question. Still a question. I, I don't think they okay. can do it. Okay, I can see that. Well, when your only growth vector is either changing China's government, birthing more people, or giving internet to countries that don't have it, yeah, I could, I could imagine that you've probably reached near the peak of a platform. So, Johnny, next company. Well, this year, Michael, Santa has, is committed to delivering on time. Matter of fact, he's investing billions to almost guarantee it. He just It's not a 100% guarantee there. I'm, of course, talking about Amazon. Amazon announced earnings per share of $6.12 against the expected $8.92. They had revenue of $110.8 billion versus $111.6 billion that was expected. And stock was down 4% the next day. Michael, at the beginning of the pandemic, we thought like they're going to rise and then things will normalize. But no, 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 no. I think we are just seeing Amazon's dominance start to play out, and their dominance is inevitable. Mm, all right, Johnny, hit the brakes. Hit the brakes on this one. All right. So, Johnny, their dominance would be inevitable if Amazon actually kept and ran away with his leads. Amazon doesn't go so far as to have an intraceable, insurmountable lead or even over 50% market share in its spaces for, all, for everything it does. So how can it be inevitable when the only thing inevitable about it is that it will give up its lead? Michael, you're seeing this completely wrong, completely mm. wrong. Amazon is in a business that it can't dominate 50%. Do you know what 50% of e-commerce would mean? 50, yeah, <laughs> 50%, yeah, yeah? uh-huh. The U.S. government would break you up at that point just for okay. the heck of it. That's massive. Okay, used to be 50% Listen, of cloud. Okay, well, cloud was inevitable that others would come in and compete. But Amazon is still in the lead with 30%, 33% of the market, and they are a juggernaut. They are much larger than their next 10 competitors combined. It is to Amazon's advantage to not necessarily... Okay, I'll argue this. I'll argue this. Google is dominant in search. But you can go use Bing. You can you go use DuckDuckGo. Uh, there is this new one, Neva. That's, that's out there. Uh, Apple relies on Google. There's Yahoo Search. But my point is, if I asked you to go search on the web, right, you'd probably go to Google. Google's dominant. Right? But jo Johnny, how can you be dominant when uh -huh. you're only really dominant in a few regions? E-commerce. Mercado Libre, anyone? JD, anyone? Alibaba, anyone? 
Irrelevant, irrelevant regions, Michael. Irrelevant Ir- regions. Irrelevant regions. All of South America and all of China. Irrelevant regions. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. So they can't keep their lead at home, and they don't even have a lead in other countries, and yet somehow they're inevitable. Exactly. Let's go hot take, hit the brakes about Tesla now, our favorite company to talk about. So Tesla beat EPS 1.86 versus 1.16. Its revenue, $13.76 billion versus $13.7 billion expectations. And Tesla went up 20% last week in its stocks, and it is now a trillion-dollar company, leading to my hot take for Tesla that it is the most overvalued company of all time. It's the moat. <laughs> it is the moat. Yes, Michael. Well, you know, this this week, it went up, I think, $200 in a few days and has reached over $1,000 per share. In other words, it is a trillion-dollar company, Tesla, with revenues of how much? 13, 13 billion in, mm-hmm. in one quarter? Yep. For contrast, like I said, Amazon earlier is about to pull in $140 billion in next quarter. And they're a $2 trillion business. But Johnny, the potential. But the potential, Johnny. Uh-huh. The automakers. How much are cars supposed to... How many, what's the car industry supposed to sell this year? Like about $83 billion. billion. Uh-huh. So we went from... What? What's... Where is the $900 billion in value? It the can't be Elon smoking. Johnny. The potential. People believe uh, Elon Musk is a trillion-dollar person, not that Tesla is. That is hot take or hit the brakes. So, Johnny, before we head out, let's take a quick check of our portfolio. So, Johnny, overall, I was still okay this week. I was up 0.75%, but not without losses. So, hype, to- hype tech giveth and hype tech taketh away. Twilio was down 18%. Otherwise, Shopify was up 3%. Etsy was up 3%. Square was up a little bit over 0.5%. DraftKings slowly recovering up 1%. Overall, my portfolio was all right. Just all right for this week. And Johnny, I realized something as we started this, which is if we just threw all our money into Tesla, (laughs) we would have done better this entire time than we've done thus far. And we would have actually been investing like Kathy would. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. Uh, Tesla is quite the stock that you and I completely missed on. Sorry, Michael. You know what it is? Remember back in January, we thought it was expensive then? And we were like, no, no, no. We were not going to put our money there. Oh, it's probably, what, up 30% since then? All right. My, my portfolio, on the other hand, I'm up 0.76% this week. I had some uh, positives, and of course, I had some negatives. Negative, Michael. Twitter. Eesh. Eesh. Woo. Down 13, uh, 14%. Down 14%. I don't know what Jack uh, Dorsey's doing. Working out uh, square. Over there. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Twitter is Hanging out rudderless. with Jay-Z. Yes, there you go. Twitter is currently rudderless, and it's stuck. And moving to Africa. That. I think those are the three things he's doing. I think the pandemic delayed that one, but yes. He probably will be heading there soon. Um, uh, Tencent down uh, 6%. It's starting to look like not a, such a good investment. But on the positive, on the positive, uh, Unity up 5%. Uh, Silvergate up 7%. And Intuit up 
5.96%. Intuit it is as at a record high of $625 share. For context, when I invested on Intuit, it was it was at 534 in August, two months ago, Michael. All right. All right. The market is. The market is. All right. We'll do a rebalancing probably within the next two weeks. All right, Johnny. So with that, you've been listening to another episode of the Silicon Trail Podcast. Have a wonderful week and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening.